Hello and welcome to the new Superhero Finder podcast from IDIFM. I'm Matt and I'm going to be scouring the cosmos looking for unsung heroes, the superheroes of real life spreading some amazing positivity and listening to some fascinating, incredible stories. So sit comfortably, get yourself a brew and enjoy. Hello, welcome again to the next instalment of the Superhero Finder podcast. Now, I've got an absolute legend with me today, um, Baz, a.k.a. James Harrison, but we're going to call him Baz because that's what's on your screen anyway. And that's how I've known him for years. How are you doing, mate? You okay? I'm good, mate. I'm good, mate. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. No, you're absolutely welcome. I mean, um, I saw you pop some on Facebook and I knew stuff had been going on for you and we'd, you know, we kept in contact a little bit because the first time I met you was a few years ago now, wasn't it? Mm. Um. I think more than a few years ago, to be honest. I forget I <laughs> yeah, it'll have been about eight years ago or something at, yeah. at the shop, wasn't it? But I'm 21, to be honest. <laughs> and, um, you know, there's been, as well as, I suppose, the last 18 months and all that stuff that's been going on the last two years around the world, your world has completely changed as well, hasn't it? Um, and that's really... Kind of, I know that you're passionate about. Um, there's a message that you want to tell about, kind of the stuff that's gone on. Um, but you know, first thing from me, congratulations. Oh, thank you. On your little boy, how's he doing on? How's he getting on? He's doing good. He's just having a feed now. I did thought I might uh, try and make him give, make a cameo on the podcast. <laughs> woke up this morning and, and he, he won't have none of it, so he's he's in the bedroom getting a feed off his mum at the minute. No. That's awesome. No, glad to hear that's all going well as well. Because that's the thing about Facebook, and it? it kind of keeps you up to date, but you don't actually speak to the person in yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Like you might press like or you might comment or something, but you don't actually speak to the person, do you? Um, yeah. But no, I mean, looking at you know something else that you wanted to talk about as well, there was something pr- I was going to say pretty challenging, but that wouldn't even do it justice. So you've been, for want of other words, through the ringer with a couple of bits. Um, and I know it's precious to you, and I know there's a lot that you want to say about it. So do you want to just give us a little bit of background on what it is you want to talk about, Buzz? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, the majority of people that will be watching this, I guess, when, when they're thinking it'll understand what it's about, you know, what happened. Um, but it was just more to get the message out there regarding what people don't see. So... You know, um, I mean, I guess I'll start from the beginning. Um, 18th of June, um, I was just taking my, my friend home um, from a, a lift. He'd had a few too much drinks watching the footy. And yeah. uh, me not being a football fan, I now I'm watching that. So I'll like, give you a lift home. And I'm taking him back and I saw a fight break out in, you know, in, in Pudsey. Uh, I've got to be careful about what I say because there's certain things I'm not allowed to talk about. Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's, uh, yeah, so I saw this fight break out and at first I'm just having a nosy. The first I was just thought, I'm from Pudsey. He's in Pudsey. I might know someone. I'll, you know, I'm have a look. But I'm not getting involved. And I pulled up alongside. Um, and then I did, I saw an individual that was a friend of mine from back in school. Yeah. Now at this time, all I saw, I didn't know who was who. There was a massive group of people fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least maybe nine or ten people, and I didn't know who. And he was just stood at the sidelines, and I saw we were involved. I'm thinking, I knew we were drunk. <laughs> See by his face, I'm thinking, 
is he trying to fight all of them? Like he could have been, you know, I didn't know what was going on. I thought, yeah, yeah. Been, and I thought he might need a bit of a, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Reality so, check. Yeah. yeah. So I jumped out of the car and I'm ignoring this sort of scuffle that's going on to the side of me. And I walked over to my friend, grabbed him by the shoulders, pushed him back. And I said, I said, what's going on? And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get his attention. And now I didn't realise at this point, this lad had pulled a knife out behind me. Right. So he fixated over my shoulder looking at something and I'm thinking, what's going on? And he looked at me in the eye and he, and he said, he, he said some sort of thing. And as I go to turn around, I just felt this pain in my back. Um, and I'll be honest with you, at first, I felt like somebody had sort of kicked me. Yeah, like a sharp bit of a toe, do you know what I mean? Just just kicked me in the back. Um, and uh, I just sort of ignored it. And then a couple of seconds later, I felt like somebody... The, the best way to describe it is, like, grabbed a piece of me and yeah. pulled it. You know, like, a, like it was like a chunk of me had been pulled out. And I heard this, this ripping. Okay. And I knew straight away, I thought, someone's just stabbed me. And, and I turned around, put my hand on my side, and it was my hand covered in blood. Uh, and I looked, and there was an individual stood there, um, like with a hood up, and he just just stood holding this knife. And I knew straight away. I thought he just stabbed me with that. And I was, I was more shocked than anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, I thought. I mean, I'm not. I was not saying as a as a kid. Mm. I'm the first to hold my hands up and say that. And I've been in plenty of situations where something similar could have happened or or worse. Yeah. And it never has. And then. The irony of it, the one time I tried to do the gun, <laughs> you know I mean? the gun thing, and I ended up getting stabbed, and I come, I was shocked. I was shocked. Yeah. And I stood there looking at me, I'm thinking, is this individual going to come at me again or what? So I'm just sort of, there was a bit of a, a standoff, and and they just turned and ran, just turn, turned away and ran off, and I thought, what the hell? Uh, I just turned to my my friend who was, who was just getting out of the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I said, ring the police, mate. I said, these just stabbed me. And he, he sort of went, you what? And I, and I showed him, I went like that. And obviously he saw all the blood and I said, ring an ambulance. And I looked him in the eye, I said, ring them now. I said, ring them now. Um, and he just went drip white. And he went like this with his phone and just started ringing. Um, so I just I just knelt down at the side. Um, and uh, I felt fine at first. Didn't feel anything. I just felt like, you know, pain in my side. Um, and then that's when the, the, I started getting the breathing issues. Okay, yeah. So I didn't want to lay down at first. A woman came over who saw it, um, and she, she was brilliant. She was first aid training. She said, look, I want to put you in a recovery position and things like that, and I didn't want to move, because in my head, I'm thinking, if you panic, you're going to bleed out, yeah? If you move, you're going to bleed out. So I just thought, you know what I mean? Still Settle. Yeah. just yeah. don't move till the ambulance comes so at this point I was kneeling down I was holding on to the barriers um, at the bus station I'm just trying to control my breathing mm. um, but what happened was I started I was unable to draw in okay so I could yeah, yeah. breathe but I couldn't breathe in so when I was breathing in I was going <laughs> like this and I'm thinking that's not good <laughs> I'm, yeah. you know I'm thinking what so I had asthma as a kid, so instantly I just went to that. I'm thinking it must be an asthma attack, it must be something like that. Now knowing how serious they can be, yeah, you know, that was that was a scary thought. So I I laid down in the recovery position. I thought, you know, did follow her instructions. Um, and what we'd found later found out was 
when the knife had actually gone in, mm. it had gone up at an angle. So this went straight, this punctured my diaphragm. So this had gone straight through my diaphragm. And then it hit my spleen. So my spleen was bleeding, it was bleeding internally. Um, and then um, that the, the, going through the diaphragm was the cause of why I couldn't breathe. So, you know, yeah. people that don't know what the diaphragm is, the diaphragm's sheet of muscle underneath your ribcage which is responsible for expanding and closing so because I it didn't have the strength to expand every time I breathed in it went and it just go like that again and it just locked so I could breathe out but I couldn't breathe in wow. so mm. this, this was before the ambulance even got there um and I, I just literally just spent however long it was there just on the floor going <gasps> Uh, and I was getting enough air in to obviously survive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, but I didn't know that. No. You know what I mean, you, you, you don't know. When, when your body starts doing something like that, you just think, well, I need to breathe to live. I'm not breathing properly. I might not live. Yeah. You know, um, and that, that was that was the scariest, scariest part of it, to be fair. Um, and that's when, when we started, they finally got me in the ambulance and people they started rushing off um i rolled in the paramedics i'm in the end because i thought because i wanted i wanted my friends to come with me and they won't let him into covid so i ended up grabbing the four paramedics and he'd only just met me for that and i'm always on that <laughs> I, kept, I kept saying to him i was like i'm not spoken to anybody about my situation but you've got to understand i knew that i had a 36 week pregnant girlfriend at home who knew nothing of this yeah she she thought i was literally she was actually screwing Thinking that I'd gone at pub with Ross because I'd been so really. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a lot of messages saying you, you, this out over swearing her head off at me. <laughs> so. Wow. Well, I suppose it it just shows the amount that you can remember and in that detail as well, and actually how you felt after that had happened. The but isn't the body incredible in the way that it keeps you alert and the adrenaline? What the adrenaline can do, you know to. Yeah. To, to help you function until it gets too much, until it gets overloaded. Well, that's the thing. I mean, the, the scariest point, as I say, was, was in the ambulance and, and I grabbed this poor paramedic's hand and, yeah. I, and I looked up at him and I said, I, I told him, I said, look, I said, whatever you do, I said, don't let me die. Um, I says, I'm, I'm going to be a dad. I says, it's my first kid. Um, and he didn't, I bless him. I think, I don't know if it's something to, I'm, I'm guessing, I would imagine the cat turned around and said, you're not going to die because you they don't know. So nobody ever said that to me. They just kept saying, you're going to be fine. That's what they kept saying, you're going to be fine. And I could hear him, he's going, you're going to be fine, you're going to be fine. And then he's going to, he's going, how long? How long? And I, I could hear the panic in his voice. And I'm like, you're doing a really good job. <laughs> it's not working, man. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, well, if he's panicking, I'm panicking, you know. Yeah. And they had this poor, this poor young copper, I mean, barely out of nappies. And they, the, you have to keep the pressure on, on to stop right. the bleeding. Yeah. But so the ambulance is speeding and we're going like this. And, yeah. and I could feel like every time it's moving, it's going, and I can feel the blood coming out. I'm thinking, I say, well, you know, I'm going, I'm, not that I want to tell you how to do your job or anything, but can you press a little bit harder? <laughs> I, I don't think he wanted to hurt me, but I'm thinking, oh, look, no. you know, there's more important yeah. things than, you know, than hurting me. Yeah, than a little bruise. Yeah. The, the entire team, honestly, were brilliant. And then as soon as we pulled up to the, um, the, yeah. the hospital, it, um, it was just like madness. I had people, like everyone all over me, and they're pushing me down. You know, like that scene out of the film when they're taking somebody into yeah. emergency surgery. Everyone. Literally yeah. 
so so many people, doctors putting IVs in me, people taking blood tests, people asking me questions and all this. So we we get into the uh, A and E um, room and they pull me up. And the first thing they need to do is um, not a CT scan. What's it called? Um, oh no, is it a CT scan? Sorry, it is, it is a CT scan, yeah. not an MRI. Sorry, a CT scan. Yeah. So that's just to obviously see the damage inside, because um, at this point I'd lost the ability to lift lift, lift my abs, so I couldn't sort of you know if you try to lift your bum up, yeah, and do a hip lift and do that, right. And then I had a lot of swelling on my left hand side on my lung, so they they needed to get me in. Now they're not they need to stop the bleeding first, so they packed that so. Bear in mind, I'm awake for all of this and the sticking things in it, you know, yeah, um, yeah. to stop the bleeding and, and things like that. Um, and, and it just won't stop bleeding, so they put me down. And then as soon as they put me down, I'd say it's bleeding again. They'd lift me up and there'd be a pool of blood on the on the thing. Um, I can't remember how many pints of blood I lost, but it was it was a lot. I think it was about three pints of blood. Um, but the um in the end the doctor ended up stitching me up on the table he said look the only thing we can do to stop the bleeding is is stitch you up just right there and then so he stitched the, the thing up to stop the bleeding got me in for the ct scan um and came back um and that's when they um uh you know they realized that i had bleeding on the lung bleeding in the lower abdomen yeah obviously hit my spleen and my diaphragm had been punctured all from one one knife you know what I mean? It's just one damage. I don't know what's, what goes through some an individual's head to think that they want to do that, especially when, you know, someone's back's turned. Um, yeah. I really, yeah. I really can tell you, you know, if there was, I, w- I would understand it more if I had got out in a totally different manner. If I'd have come flying out of that car, screaming and shouting, and, yeah. and, you know, and been thingy, which some days I wish I did, because at least I'd have seen the knife. Yeah. You know what I mean? The only yeah, reason yeah, I yeah. that yeah. night is because I told myself, don't even get involved in that. Yeah. Don't even get anywhere near it. Don't get involved with it. Just grab some. Because he was a, a little bit away from it. So I seen, saw my opportunity. I thought, he's not involved. I don't have to go over and pull him off anybody. Yeah. I don't yeah, yeah, have yeah. to go hear that. You're just trying to protect your friend, are you? Try to find out what's going on. Yeah. So, you know, um, I, I would have understood it if I'd have got out in, in a different manner. But no, and, and it, it just baffles me as to, as to why. Proper baffles me as to why. Like, I mean, mm. and you can understand someone that would use a weapon in self-defense or in fear or something like that. But I'd literally, I'd, I didn't even see. I've not seen the guy until after he stabbed me. I didn't even know we were there. <laughs> so it's yeah. not like I've gone out and intimidated him or no. scared him or you know. I mean, there were no. some, there were some rumors going round. Um, oh, dogs are back. Dogs are back. There's still ru- some rumors going round that um, I got out and started swinging. You know, swinging punches and, and doing this out over, and I I never I never address them because I know as soon as the, you know the court case is over, the CCTV will be there for everybody to see. So, you know yeah. what I mean. And it's it is clear as day. There's no there's no aggression on my part whatsoever. You know what I mean. I, I was literally just trying to trying to do someone a favour. I would. Um, I mean, I'm no medical expert, and I wouldn't let myself loose with anything sharp, right? But I would. I would think that because you took the approach you took because it was it was right and it was the calculated one that you took to to create the least danger to create the least aggression and you know I was if you'd have done that differently 
I'm not sure we'd be talking in this capacity today because yeah. if you if you were I I think you know and I might be wrong but I can't help but thinking if you'd have gone in aggressively and like you said somebody would have been self-defense that weapon yeah. would still have been there and this could have been completely different that would have been that would have been a frontal attack and anything here anything yeah. here you're talking yeah possible death especially with the size and the knife that that, that was yeah and this is what I say this is why people when people speak to me about and they say oh you won't be doing that again I'm like no nah, I would 100% would it has not changed how I would react to a situation or how I think about things in any way whatsoever. Because whilst, yeah, something terrible is happening, it was an ordeal when we got through it, what would have happened if I hadn't done that? Yes, you know, my, my friend may have seen the knife or may have not seen the knife or whatever, but there's one thing for sure. He was intoxicated. He, his emotions were running high. He wasn't, you know, it was clearly, you know, when you get in that state of mind and, you know, you're not thinking straight. All it, you know, they, they, they said to me when it happened, they didn't know... What it had done, but if, if if the knife has gone had gone in and gone down and hit your bowels, yeah. your bowels of your stomach, and says that's a life changing, that's a colostomy bag for the rest of your life. Yeah, Do you know what I mean, like, and that that's the thing. It's hit me in the back, so the first thing it's gone through is the muscle, which yeah. has slowed as soon as that that's you know that's slowed it down, and then it's got to get through the rib cage to get to the and, and the diaphragm to get to the you know the, the organs. So obviously the diaphragm slowed it down. Now whilst that is something you know obviously that thing it's easily fixed once once they knew it was that they opened me up and they stitched you know they stitched that up yeah that's the dog over stitches that'll heal it's a muscle it's fine you know but anything else you know you're talking lungs heart i mean i showed the, the, the ct scan i showed the ct scan online if it didn't have been an inch higher with the yeah. exact same um you know um trajectory angle yeah um trajectory yeah that that would have that would have punched that, that puncturing of the spleen would have been the puncturing of the heart do you know what I mean? It, it's that that's how that's how different it can be. Yeah. Inches, millimeters, you know, centimeters, and especially the chances go a hell of a lot higher when you're talking on the front. There's a reason why stab vests cover all this area. Yes. Because that's the most vital, you know, that they, they, they log Um, so yeah, I want to change it for, for for a second because you know, this is what I mean when I think about should I have or should I have done it that way because I'd yeah. seen the night. Cinema. It's like, yeah, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he would have stopped. No. You know what I mean? Just because you'd have seen the knife and then if it, if it had come at you and you hadn't have defended yourself, you know, correctly. I mean, I'm confident I can defend myself. You know, I've done martial arts for plenty of years, but there's no guarantee. No. You know, um, and all it takes, as we've seen, is that one time. All it takes is one, one stab and, you know, it can change your life forever. Yeah. So... I don't. I don't regret doing it at all. No. I think. Do you know what? I think that's absolutely incredible. I think there's so much power in that. And I often talk about, you know, the whole idea of this is 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 superheroes and real life superheroes. And if we strip away all the the capes and all the all the funny stuff and all the traditional oh, stuff, my capes in the watch. Is it? Oh, mine's in cupboard. I forgot to put it on. Oh, could have been like Batman and Robin. But but like you know that idea that. After being through all that, that you can then say, well, that wouldn't change a thing. And I think that absolutely has to do with the fact that you are confident you made the right decisions for you for the right reasons. Therefore, why would you ever change that? Yeah, yeah, especially as you hit the nail on the head, Matt, honestly, because, um, you know, uh, you, you look back at things and it's very easy to say, oh, this could have happened, that could have happened, yeah. you know, negatively, like you could have died, you could have died. But 
you know, you've got to look at it and, and, and how it has happened. And there's a million and one different, you know, outcomes to every decision you make in life. But it's just part of that. Is just part of being a human and being a human being. That you have to make decisions, and then you have to live with, you know, the, the consequences or the, you know, the actions. That that's you make an informative decision because you're confident in, in, in that you're doing the right thing. And that's what I did. And look, we look back at it and like, look, nobody died. You know, my friend's safe, which was the goal at, at yeah. the end of the day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that happened to me. He's safe. I think. I mean, I don't know if that had anything to do with the fact after he'd done it, the individual question thought, oh, what have I done? And that's why he ran or he ran because he was expecting me to fall on the floor and I didn't. I don't know. But at the end of the day, we've got through it. I've survived. I'm fine. I'm here. I was, you know, got to see my, my boy get born. You know, everybody's, well, everybody's come out of it. As, as good as good as you uh, as we could, you know what I mean. And yeah. I can't, you can't regret a single thing from that decision. How can you know? Because as I say, if I hadn't have done that, yeah, yeah, I might be fine, but there might be, you know, someone else. We could, we could have been in attending a funeral of anybody involved in that fight. And I'm not just speaking about my friend that you know, it clearly pulled that knife out to, to use it. And any every any single one of those people could have been, you know, what I mean, easily killed that night. And I'm gonna would have constantly knowing the person that I am. I would have constantly questioned myself: Could I have done something? Could I have done something? Could I have done something? Yeah. So when I asked myself that night, I did it. I did do something because I knew I wouldn't have been able to live with it if I didn't. Yeah, that's that's amazing because there's always an idea for me that you know we all live in a story. We all tell ourselves stories, but we all live in our own story. And your story, what? Why would you question it? Mm. Because you have because you've done actions that you thought of and and they were true to you. You have created that story. You have written that story. It just has more stuff in it that you probably didn't plan. You just yeah. you just hadn't thought of, but it's but it's your story. Yeah. Whereas you when you're in a you position, know, you're too, go on, man. You, you can't know everything that's going to happen from a decision that you make. Yeah, but you've got to roll with the punches, haven't you? Yeah. You know what I mean. You you just uh, adapt and overcome. And like that's what I mean. It's it, it, it's a hard, it's a, this is a, it's a very good situation to, to to use in this example because whilst I made a decision and something bad happened to me, yeah. it could have been a hell of a lot worse. Yes, do you get what I mean? If I hadn't have made that decision, yeah. So it was still the right decision to make. Did you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I hope that makes sense. Anyway, no, it does. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, as long as you do, that's fine. <laughs> no, because you know if you're. If you're making a decision based on something you want, you're moving towards something. If you're making mm. a decision based on fear, moving away, the fear of something happening, not necessarily fear itself, but the fear of ifs and buts and what happens, then that's a completely different life. You see life completely differently because yeah. you end up restricting things and you end up hiding little bits of what you are. So this, this situation is the exact, like you said, the exact example that shows. And then the way you've, you can kind of, you know, reflect on it now. Yeah. You know, it shows your strength, your strength, your character, your resilience. Um, and like you said before as well, and I'm, I'm sure you'd want to go into it, all the people around you, from medical professionals to family, that it affects mm. afterwards as well. Yeah. Well, this, this is the message. This is the whole reason why I wanted to start doing the podcast and things like that. Yeah. Was be all and end all was, was this the whole thing about knife grab. Now, it's never really been a thing up in 
leads, I, I guess. I mean, especially mm-hmm. for me, I've never come across it. It's more of a, you know, you hear about it in London and things like that. Um, but um, it, it's it's the reason why I documented the, the whole hospital side of things so much, yeah. you know, with a lot of videos, posts and photos and things like that, because I wanted people to understand that you see an article online, so-and-so, someone got stabbed, and, and then you find out that you know them. Even the people that, you know, the, some of the people on there that, that, that knew me, went, oh, my God, I went to school with him, or I knew him, I just saw him the other week, or this and other. It's out of your mind after a couple of days or, or whatever, because you're living your own life, you've got your own things to do. Oh, what you don't yeah. understand is that recovery process, from, you know, for, for me or any individual that's gone, gone through it, has only just started, you know, and there's, there's times, there's so many things, like I said before, sleepless nights, um, in a hospital, lonely nights, not being able to, you know, see your friends and family, um, constantly relying on pain medication because, you know, you can't move, um, learning to breathe again, having to get put on the machine just to make sure that you, you're getting enough oxygen in, into your lungs, um, learning to walk, you know. I mean, the dignity side of things, I mean, I couldn't even wash myself. I used to get for the first few nights, well, no, the entire time I was there, to be honest, Um you used to get washed by a nurse, you know, they used to have to get a group of nurses in and, and lift you up and sponge, sponge back you because you're in that much pain, you know, your body's gone through that much trauma. Whilst it's just a, a single area here, yeah. the shock of it, of it all, your entire body just, just goes. Because people said to me, like, you know, why did it affect your legs? You know, why do you have to walk and stuff like that? And I went, it's because I was... Um, because I was bedridden for the, the... I needed to rest. My body needed that rest. And because I was then in that position laid down in a hospital bed for so long, yeah. you, you legitimately forget how to walk. Because yeah. they said to me, we're going to do a bit of rehab. Uh, we're going to get you up and see if you can walk to end the room. And I thought, of course I can walk. And I couldn't. I couldn't. I got up and I, I was like, whoa. What? And I, I, yeah. you know, and I couldn't believe it. And then there's the added stress on your cardiovascular system. So because my diaphragm had been punctured, everything yeah. made... Got, made me knackered. So when I stood up, when I finally stood up, all I did was go from here to here, and I went <laughs> because because my lungs, do, you know, what I mean, my diaphragm couldn't keep yeah. up with it because it, at this point it's still got a hole in it. It's still, you know, yeah. still got still healing. Yeah. Hole. So there's all sorts of things like this that happen, and then the flip side of that, you've got. I mean, my mum, bless her, my mum lives in France, and she just come over to see her. She just got back, and then she gets a phone call saying, "Oh, look, by the way, you know, your son's fighting for his life in hospital." We don't know what's going on, mates. Can you imagine that? You know, I've been that far away. I mean, needless to say, she jumped straight on a plane and come, you know, she were over like like that. But, you know, Emily sat home on her own, you know. Well, she's luckily she's got family, so but that's what she did. She went to her mum and dad's because she come she didn't want to be laid here in our our house that we lived in, you know, our flat sorry, that we live living together, constantly reminded that I'm not there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And not knowing if I'm gonna come home. And these are all the things that people need to understand. You know what I mean? That one one decision that an individual can make at the time, uh, you know, t- to stab somebody, you're not just affecting them, right? Mainly remember that you could kill them. Don't think, oh, stab them here and there. It's a safe. There's no safe place where you can stab an individual. No. And not, um, you know, it just don't happen. You know, I'm not saying, I, I, I don't know if people think that. I don't know. You know, I, I can't. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know what you mean. But, you know, I, I, I'm, there's just no, there's no, you can't guarantee what's going to happen from that. Like, you know, there's, there's arteries, the um, 
you know, pain. There's, there's things all over your body that you you can sell something, and they can end up dying from from from, from anything, yeah. any number of things. You know, you're not a medical profession. So just just don't do it. And then if you don't, that person can have to then live with life changing injuries, yeah. and their families have to deal with that. The friends, you know, what I mean, the people around them, and and it's just it's just not worth it for what. There's nothing that can't be resolved with, with words or, you know what I mean? It, it, there's no need to bring weapons into it at all, yeah. you know? It's, it's just not needed. So, yeah, just, I thought, look, you know, mm. these terrible things happen, but we have survived it. We have got through it. And, and you know, if we can spread a bit of information and, a, a you know, a bit of goodness from it, yeah. then I'm all for that, mate. Absolutely. You know? And, you know, if this, the, the whole idea of me kind of creating this platform was if a message can go out and even one person make a different decision or make a better decision because of what they've yeah. done, you know. Yeah. I, I said this, and if this gets one single knife, if, if, if somebody watches this and there's somebody from round Pudsey right now that's walking around with a knife in the pants and they see this mm. and they drop that knife and they, they stop that and think it's not worth it, and it's a win for me. Absolutely, yeah. and it'll never be anything that's broadcast. It'll just be someone we won't know they've done it, but you yeah, know, they've done it. But it's, but it's, yeah, it makes all the difference. Doesn't it? Yeah. One, one thing I did want to touch on, mate, because I know, um, because we said about social media. So we said before we started recording, and you know, you said you kept all these updates because you wanted to, you know, it wasn't because it was a cry for attention. Which mm. kind of there's a stigma around social media. The more you post, it's a cry for attention. But it was more yeah. to raise awareness, wasn't it, of the you know the lengthy, um, I suppose, the result of um, such an event and you know the rehab and everything else. And no mm -hmm. doubt to say thank you to the people that were looking after you as well. I want, I'd love to know from your point of view, going through that, if people are distanced from you. So if there are people that you know haven't seen you for a while or there's people that have got you on Facebook or something or have heard about it or seen it, you know, written somewhere or seen something's happened and gone, oh, I went to school with him. But they want they want to be able to support you, but they don't just want to press like, like on a photo or something. What is it? How is it that that person can kind of support you best? Is it sending you a message or is it something as subtler than that? What, what were the things that were important to you when you were in hospital alone? Um... I mean, the, one of the biggest things was the the support we had from the the Pudsey Born and Bread page, you know, the Facebook page, and yeah. that yeah. is essentially a community page for for Pudsey people that you know, local businesses, things that are going on, things like that. I've never really been too involved when I was part of it because obviously I've grown up in Pudsey, I was born yeah. here, and, you know, raised here, so I went on it because there is a few bits that pop up here and there, you know, about things going on on a weekend and events and things, um, but. It got, obviously it got shared on there, um, and I obviously I had my phone in, in hospital, and uh, I started seeing the posts and the, the, the ridiculous. I think it was something like three thousand likes or three thousand comments or something on one wow. of the posts in there. Yeah, um, and it it was just incredible. I, th I believe it was when our friends um, uh, Beth. Um, so Beth's the one that started the fundraiser. Yeah, uh, when I was sat there, when I'd sort of come round a bit, I started thinking, well, hang on. What I'm going to do for money because I'm self-employed. I don't get my holiday or sick pay or anything like that. Yeah. So I'm, I've just and because he turned around to me and said, "Look, you're going to be off for at least 10, 11 weeks." He said, "No heavy lifting." I said, "Well, it's literally my job." And he went, "Right, well, <laughs> you're, not, you're not going back to work." Then I was like, yeah. "Crap, um, what am I going to do?" Yeah. So 
I started panicking about that and thought, on top of everything else, you know, at this point, I don't know if I'm going to fully recover or if I'm going to heal off. There's going to end up with long-term issues. Um, then I'm panicking about money. Um, and lo and behold, you know, Emily had mentioned it to Beth and Beth, 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 uh, Beth had just set up this page and I think she was expecting a few hundred quid or like a grand or something like that. Um, and and it just blew up. And that was that got shared on Putsy Born and Bread. Um and the amount of donations I had from people that I'd never met, they literally yeah. just knew about the story, knew that I was from Putsio, or knew someone that knew me sort of thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, it was incredible. And then what happened when my phone was blowing up and I'm looking at my Facebook message and thinking, there's no one there. And it, it was on the message requests, you know, that people yes. that you're not. Know, yeah. yeah. So I went on that and it was just ding, ding, ding. <laughs> ding. <laughs> And I thought these are all people that, that yeah. I'm not friends with on Facebook because that's why it's put them in this folder, you know what I mean? And I'm, I couldn't believe it. I was blown away. And there was like, oh, you know, we've, we've put you some money and we'll be get better. Wish you well, you know. And I think it, it hit home with a lot of people because of the child situation as well, because she yes. was so far gone. Yeah. And that's all we were looking forward to at this moment in time was our, we were literally baby prepping, yeah. you know, getting the, the room ready, getting the, we had this bag ready for, you know, because he could have come at any point, you know, at, at that yeah. point. Of course, yeah. Uh, and and then, then then this happened, and it's just it literally just grabs your world and goes and just turns it upside down because you, you, you can't prepare for something like that. No, no. So to have these people messaging and, and supporting you know me through it at the time, it just it just gives me a sense of sort of family, you know. Awesome. Yeah. Not, not yeah, yeah, sort of family community. So community oh, coming together. Yeah. And then, you know, this is the exceeded the um amount on the, the the fundraiser page i think it went over, over three thousand pounds and that literally that got us through the entire thing yeah. it covered all those bills all our all our expenses everything Brilliant. you know right up until I, I've, I've got back to work last uh, last week so you know it, it, it that's how that's how the supporters they just came together and 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 you know and literally gave her gave me money <laughs> so it sounds really weird but it takes such a stress off you i mean everybody feels a financial burden in this world because i think it's just you know it's so bloody hard if the price is going up on everything all yeah. the time yeah or you know when you're not able to even you know um make a wage and it's just cut off dead like you know it's not like i've been saving up for this to happen and i'll be the first to admit i'm rubbish at saving I've, you know i've never had savings and if i do it end up going somewhere um so it was it, it was a massive massive stress for me that and that was just literally blown away by everybody they just and it was only bits and bats here do you know what i mean i mean a few people few people have made you know some larger donations and, and you know, I mean, sent us a message for that, and I, I personally thanked him for it because you know it was, it really did help. Yeah. Um, but it was the sheer, the sheer number because it was just a five or eight or ten of there. Of course, yeah. With oh. that many people that did it, you know, it, it really did. It really did come through for us. Um, but I mean, going forward to support me, I think just just using this story um, as an example of. of um, the, the damages that stabbing, you know, knife attacks can do, a knife crime can do, you know, and I, I'm not going to want to be one of these people that goes and says, start protesting against knife crime, start doing this, start doing that. But every now and then, you might find yourself in a situation where you're talking about it, or you know somebody that has, or you have an opportunity to change somebody else's views or help somebody yeah. use it, then use it as an example, then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Man alive. 
Thank you, you know. for that. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. Um, and I think the moral of the story from a social media point of view, which is kind of going back to the original question I asked, is if you want to support someone when someone's going through something, do what feels right to you. So if it's send a message, if it's press like, if it's whatever, as long as it feels right to you, just do it because it all counts, doesn't it? Whether it's as a big gesture or whether it's just as a small thing, you know, it, it doesn't matter. You're still sending the energy, aren't you? So a lot of people it's it messaged me and they'd say like, oh, you don't know me, but oh, but I just wanted to think like that. And I'm like, it, you know, they felt like they were doing something wrong because they didn't know me personally or grow up with me. They were like, oh, you know, my friend so-and-so. And it's like, I'm like, I don't care, man. Like support, yeah, support. You. Like you know, you don't need to, you don't need to be best friends with somebody just to be a nice human being. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just as simple as something. So like walking past them, you know, holding the door open for someone in the street. You, you don't look at them and think, I don't know you, so I'm not going to do that. You just do it, don't you? Because it's just a nice thing to do. And it's the same thing. Don't shy away from it. If, if there's somebody on on social media that you think needs a little bit of a boost, a little bit, do it, man. Yeah. Positivity spreads positive, breeds positivity. Do you know what I mean? Be nice, nice things are happening. That sounds like an almost rehearsed way to finish that, boss. <laughs> almost like you planned that. Have you got that written down? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, mate. Well, um, thank you so much for, for um coming on um and just sharing that, mate. And let's, you know, let's let's get this out wide. Let's just share that, you know, that story of yours and that bravery and yeah. And always thinking about other people as well, being aware of yourself. And I think one of your superpowers is definitely thinking, you know, about the bigger picture and actually how you can, you know, how you can stop something in the future as well. So I appreciate it lots. No, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much, Matt. Perfect. Cheers, Baz. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to that just as much as I did interviewing yet another fantastic superhero. I'm so blessed to be able to do what I do. But if you want to follow me even more, check out the other episodes of the podcast. Check out my YouTube videos. And also, you can get me on Instagram at imdoingitfor.me, which is actually the website address too. So, whatever you're doing today, have a fantastic day and stay super.